When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast, everyone. Now, we are we do have a few smiles on our faces because trying to get this podcast together has been a little bit of a of a nightmare. If you can't see, um, in the top right, you might not get a clear picture. Don't blame Shiroi. Shiroi's new to this, James. No, don't, don't pick on Shiroi. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's got technical difficulties. It's fine. We'll forgive him. It's not a problem. we move on. You can all that see. Really, you can all see what we're saying. That looks like a 56k dial-up modem you've got there, man. That is not Wi-Fi. I don't know what's going on. He's screaming there. from his Nokia brick. He's got Tifi, hasn't he? Like, you know what I mean? Deluded. <laughs> and of course, for everyone who's listening to this on uh, podcast platforms, um, Jordan should come through all right. Although I've got to say, the picture's all over the place. It's like you're going through some kind of multiverse, going through different dimensions. It sort of it, it lags and it catches up. But anyway, hopefully everyone can hear you just fine. Um, apologies, that is the most apologies, important apologies, everybody. That's all good. How are you, Jordan? Oh, no. I'm great. I'm great, thanks. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the first time I've laughed. It's like I'm in America. Yeah, I this is like a 10 second yeah, delay. Know, I, I don't know what's going on here. It's mad. It's mad. This really has brightened up my weekend. This has brightened up my weekend. This is, I, like I mean, that. you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Even Arsenal turned up more than this, but all right, we'll we'll go into it. Um, I'm going to start with a very general question. I'm going to point it to Lee and Sheroy first because they can answer it. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, Sheroy. As of the time of recording, how are you feeling as an Arsenal fan? Pretty much exactly the same way that I felt when we came into the weekend, bar two things. Um, we, and so I'm feeling optimistic. Long story short, I'm still feeling optimistic. But I don't like the fact that Manchester United are now three points by Manchester City. After after we beat United, I kind of thought we'd dispense with them. But now they've, they've accumulated another set of three points. And I don't think we can be looking at this as a two-horse race anymore. Um but the other, the other thing that, honestly, that, that's been playing on my mind is I was always worried about Manchester City hunting us. And I think that we may still have cause cause for concern there. But the, the Manchester City that was hunting that Liverpool team, if they knew that that Liverpool team had dropped three points, look, they may not have got, they may not have necessarily got the result at Tottenham today, but I think they would have put up a lot more of a fight than they did. Uh, there, there was something, something about that game that when that Kane goal went in, it didn't feel like it actually felt less fragile than Tottenham's two 0 lead at the Etihad at halftime. I felt that there was something slightly more solid about Tottenham today, something slightly weaker about Manchester City, and that might galvanise this Arsenal team. Long story short, still feeling optimistic, but there is cause for concern. Lee, disappointed. I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm, I'm worried now um, because. If you ever speak, you speak to any Arsenal fan all over the course of this season, oh, you're going to win the league. Everybody's gone. No, no, we're still, it's still Manchester City and all that lot. Why? 
are always saying that is because they know that there are performances like that on on Saturday in the in in the background. We've had them before, and I'm going to be really honest with you. I thought that they were a thing of the past when we lost to Manchester United. Okay, we lost, but I I, I still think I still thought chest out. It was a great performance. That performance on Saturday worries me to the the life out of me. I, I I went up there and after five minutes, after five minutes, I'm saying we ain't winning this game. You could tell the body language, the attitude, there was something not right about the team. And I've seen so many of those performances under Mikel Arteta's in, in Mikel Arteta's reign. Hence, I've not seen it this season. I thought it was gotten out of, we washed it out of our system like, you know, it was there at all to see. What worries me about it, guys, more than anything, and I've sat there and I've watched it and I've drove home four hours on the in the car thinking about it and things like that, it was every single player, bar I think Gabriel, can, was, was poor. Was poor as they can be. Substitutions were poor. Everything about the game was poor. And yes, they were up for it, Everton. They weren't at first. They was there. This is a team that's not won for three and a half months in the Premier League. This is a team that's on its knees. It's fragile. It's it's gone through probably one of the worst weeks of its life, and they go and get a result against us. I, I I'm absolutely disappointed with it. Um, listen, we're allowed one of them because of the the position we put ourselves in. So, you know, you've got to take that. But I, I, I want to see a response now where I look at the game against Man City. We lost that game. You was up there, James, as well. But we come away from that game with confidence. I come away from there thinking, do you know what? We're the real deal. Seven days later, I've come away from Everton panicking uh, and worried about the situation. Now, people go, oh, it's only one game and all that. Like, I get that. But... I see things in that game on Saturday that worry me. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen that against Manchester City. I haven't seen that against um, Manchester United when we lost to those games. And if I'm not right and what I'm saying here, then please pull me up. But we have not lost a game when Thomas Partey has been on the pitch. The last two games he's come off, we've lost. We obviously lost at Man United. I don't think he played in any of the poor performances in the Europa League. That is how vital this player is to this team. And we've not even done anything about it in the transfer window or try it. Well, we did try to do something in the transfer window, but this has been a problem for us for more than one transfer window now of getting someone in there that can get near his performances. And it worries me. If he gets injured, I, I you know, not only do I think we won't win the title, I don't think we'll get top four. I think that the the standard of the team's performance after, and he wasn't good, by the way, on, on Saturday. Let's be honest, he wasn't good. But we don't lose games when he's playing, guys. So I'm worried. I, 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 I think a lot of that's too far, if I'm honestly. Like, I respect what you're saying. I understand. I understand the performance was poor, but we're talking one bad performance in 20 games. Oh, yeah, I get that. Um, I get that. I get that. I'm, I'm with you on that, I'm, and that's why I'm saying it's, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it, but, you know, I need, I need reassuring. That's what I'm saying. I need yeah, reassuring. And, and, Brentford, with Brentford. And, and Brentford at home is hopefully a good opportunity followed by Man City. Yeah, exactly. You actually probably could pick 
you probably couldn't pick two better games. You want a team that are maybe in the second half of the table that you'd favour yourselves to be. Okay, still a very good side, but you got that. And then you've got Man City to hopefully restore a gap that had we beaten Everton, we'd be celebrating tonight. So, you know, you probably couldn't ask for two better games to follow, both at home. Home crowd, I think, would be really up for it. I just think, I want to take a second, and we'll, we'll, we'll get your thoughts as well in a sec, Jordan. Um, but it's, I know Arsenal were poor. I thought Everton were really good. Like, I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if maybe the way we played allowed them to be. I don't think it was just a case of they worked harder than us. And that was a part of it. They did. I thought they pressed really well. I thought they had a fantastic shape. I thought they were able to keep the ball at times and kill the game whenever it looked like we might get a bit of momentum. They crossed, but with quality. Every time they put the ball into the box, there was, you know... I understand Gabriel and Saliba's positioning looked poor at times, but I also didn't think they had bad games. I thought there was quality coming into the box from Everton. And I came away from it thinking, this is it. That's the Premier League. If you're even slightly off it. And I think Arsenal were like miles, miles off it. We were still able to sometimes play through midfield. We were able to get to the edge of the penalty area. We just lacked anything in the final third. It's, it's really in both boxes we didn't do our job. We didn't create any chances. And then when they came into our box, we seemed to panic a little bit. Kind of in between. I thought we did okay. Um, but this is it. When you're off it, you know, there are teams, anyone in the Premier League can can kill you. And really, we were lucky not to lose 3-0, you know, with the quality of chances they had. Um, but you could see where a Jesus or a Sharper Martinelli or Xhaka from the first half of the season would have, you know, if we'd had one of those firing, you know, it might have been a bit of a different game. Well, what, do you, what do you think, Jordan? What's your kind of overriding feeling after this weekend? Uh, if my stream lags really badly just let me know guys and i will i'll try to go away and fix it um i i couldn't disagree with lee more i think that first of all the better team won the match yes um i'm not panicking i'm not concerned i think that arsenal have played this season between 30 and 35 games i think arthur performed poorly in one maybe two PSV game away, Arsenal were poor. And we debated this on the, on the pod. I didn't agree with you guys, but the Leeds game is, is debatable. I thought Arsenal just shaded it overall, but you guys thought the Leeds, we were quite fortunate to get that one. That's fine. So even if I give you those two, two out of between 30 and 35 games, performances that have been poor. And the games where we lost or drew, i.e. Newcastle and Manchester United, we played really well. We just didn't get the result. So I'm not, I think, and, and Lee alluded to it just then, I think the club and the team and the manager, if you like, have earned the right to have one bad performance. It's one bad performance. Where I agree with Lee, everyone on that pitch bar Gabriel was awful. Was awful. I thought Ben White, awful. Martinelli, awful. Um, Saliba, nervous. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He who shan't be named, average. Inketia, meh. Um, Saka, lots of endeavour. Saka was trying. Saka did try, but no real end product. He, he didn't do anything. He tried, but he didn't do anything. I thought Tommy P was really poor. I, I'll put in the WhatsApp group when you, when, when Mikel Arteta made the substitutions, I, I typed in the group, good subs. Because I thought that Tommy P and who else came off? Martinelli. I didn't think were having good games. And the whole point of bringing in someone like Jorginho is in games like that, where when either he shan't be named or party don't perform well, you bring on someone that knows the Prem, doesn't need to worry about the pace of the match, 
and they can slot in. Now, as it turned out, Jorginho was poor. Jorginho was not good. When he came on, he was not good. But I still thought the substitution was the right sub to do. Uh, Trossard nah, was a little bit erratic. He's played three games now for us. That was his worst. But I'm not panicking because we've been given a, a blight, if you like, with, with Spurs beating City um, a couple of hours ago. But as you mentioned, James, we have two games now where, for me, and I've not really asserted myself and where I think what we'll do this season until now. Let's tell you now, Arsenal beat Brentford and Arsenal beat Manchester City. We win the title. Man City have to win both games against Arsenal, in my opinion, to catch us. They have to win both. Losing to Spurs now, they can't draw one, lose one. They have to beat us at the Emirates and the Etihad. I think we will beat City at the, at the Emirates and I think we'll beat, beat Brentford. However, Brentford, let's do a Brentford first. That is a massive game to prove that Everton was a one-off. I'll be with Lee if we lose that game as well. One game, you can forgive. And especially if we got away with it this weekend, we can forgive that. Two games, now, nah. Teams going for titles don't lose back-to-back -back games. They just don't. They just don't do that. So for me, I'm not packing. I'm not concerned. We were poor. But I think the team have banked up enough credit and I trust them enough that they will recover from this. My final, final quick point would be, Lee, you mentioned that that performance, you're always concerned that we have that in us. This year, I'm not. I have not been concerned this year that we've got one of those games in us. I just mm. think it was a bad day. The better team won. No complaints. We move on. Brentford now is the biggest game for me. You lose to Brentford, City could beat us at the Emirates and go above us. And I think City go above us, we don't catch City. So the Brentford game is huge. Well, just just going back onto what you're saying there, I, I, I agree with everything that you're saying. What I'm saying is there is that I maybe I'm not a lot disappointed with it because been going. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that sort of performance coming. You know what I mean? Like I, I, that's that's what's really even against Manchester City. Like you know, I didn't think you know we lost the game. I thought second half we weren't great, but I I, I was. You know, we come out, didn't we, James? Saying we'd be we'd be back here to win the league and everything like that. I felt yeah, it was felt a bit, good, yeah. Yeah, I felt good. I I don't I didn't feel that with this one. I, you know, things that worry me, like you know, or what, one thing that was Man City fans were saying, "Oh, look, you look like the team in form." All of a sudden, I see Ben White having now not just a poor game against uh, Everton, a very very poor game against um, Manchester United, being dragged off at half time. Like you know, I I, I see a, a, a drop in. The last couple of performances from from Granite Xhaka, I've got to say that, like you know, I don't know if he's jaded or or whatever. I I, I thought he's playing a final third was poor. I will have to oh. say that, like you know, and and I I do I do question um, the substitutions, and I'll tell you why because I, I I get it now. We've got these options. A couple of weeks ago, we didn't have those options and we carried on with the same team and got results. You know what I mean? Nick, you know, got one late on against, the, I know, like against Man United, Trossard coming, but it was another guy. I can't remember it was. We got a late goal. We didn't bring no one on. And we're saying, oh, we didn't bring no one on. Against Spurs, we, we kept it very, very tight until the last couple of minutes. I just feel that sometimes when you've got too many options, maybe you, you, um, draw too quickly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, bring it out too quick. I, I yeah. just felt it was so unnecessary. 
that substitution at the time. Unless Partey was injured again, but and, and not fit. But if he's not fit, why are you starting him? You know what I mean? So they're just the sort of things. But I do agree with you. It's it's, it's a one-off game. We, we, we don't. I'm not um, panicking because we've lost one game. You know, I wasn't panicking. We were lost the game. It's Man United. I, I just. It's, it's, it's PTSD. It's PTSD. I get it, Lee. I get it. It's, it's that feeling of here we go again. But I think yeah, this yeah, team I get it. You know, enough credit. I don't know, if, you know, what it was like. I'll tell you, I, 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 it looked to me like for the first time, our midfield got bullied. It got bullied for the first time. I didn't like that. Like, yeah. you know I mean, I, I like, you know, Sean Dyche, for instance, brought back the Corey. I, I, you know, I, I said before the game, he'd do that, bring in bigger players. And, and, and we didn't, seem to have an answer to all of that sort of stuff like now the other the other thing I will say there's not that many teams in the league that are going to play like that have got big strong midfield players and play that die short of a way but I felt that we played into their hands a little bit like you know and, and another thing I'm going to have to say you know people are always again back on the Reddy's case because he didn't do well we haven't got that option of of a you know sometimes when it's not going well like Calvert Lewin did like you just Play the ball upfield. He holds it, and then you can 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 bring in other players. We just haven't got that option. We had to carry on playing the same way, trying to go for him, trying to go for him, and you could see it weren't going to work. But very quickly on that, I mean, look, remember that Eddie transfer where he dribbles past two or three defenders and then puts mm. the ball on a plate for Martin Odegaard. How many times have we? Yes, should have scored. Yeah. How many times have we seen Martin Odegaard hit the target and score in those situations? At which point one minute later they scored. We are exactly, but at that point we are saying, you know, Eddie Eddie was that little bit of magic, but it didn't happen. Saka has that chance that's cleared off the line. I mean, there were the types of goals yeah. that we've seen, we've seen us score many a time this season, and it yeah. didn't happen on that day, right? Just for a little bit of context now, playing devil's advocate here. Look, we had a massive game against Manchester United, but we were talking about, you know, if we win that, we take them out of the race. We then go and win a, a massive North London derby away from home. We then have a big away game against City where people are talking about the psychological ramifications of that game. We then go into an Everton game where, yes, they haven't won in ages, but they've got, in my opinion, a fantastic fan base that was starved for a result and the protests were kicking off. It was early on a Saturday. They've got a new manager in. They were all, they were always going to come at us. They were always going to come at us. Yes, we got caught lacking, but I can, I can completely see how this result could be an anomaly um, and this performance yeah. could be. Right, and if you look at if you look at the United game that we lost, the next game that we had from memory was in fact Brentford. Brentford, yeah. And, and people were people were talking about you know how how is this Arsenal side going to react having lost in clusters of three previously, three 0 held them a rage in in and out in and out, and that was a way. This one's at home. The City ones at home. I completely agree. We all need a bit of reassurance. But the beauty of a league, the beauty of a league is that when you have shat on a league for twenty games. You can, you can afford an off day. It's that simple. You can. And Mikel said as much himself with regard to support. And I, I completely agree with him here. He said, it's very easy to stand by these boys when they're winning. But we have to lose together as well. I love them more now than I did then. We're stronger together. Let's move on. And that that is the message that I love. I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it with Mikel Arteta. I'll be honest with you. I'm really starting to love this manager. This isn't just someone that I'm sort of indifferent towards or I think as a prospect. I'm really, really starting to get that sense of attachment. Um, and, and hoping that this works long term for him because I think he's a brilliant figure to spearhead this club. And also, I, I, I think at the end of the day, if, I reckon you give him a right rollicking and all because I'm pretty sure he warned them exactly what was going to come, what was coming, and all that. And they didn't. So I think that he's defended them publicly 
Um, but in that dressing room, I think he'd he give him a real good. Well, I hope he did anyway. So I, I'm not sure about that. that. Someone, someone else said that. Someone else said that on, on full time, and I disagreed. I, I thought um, I actually think what he said in the press is exactly what he would have said in the dressing room, which is, "I, I, I love you, boys. You, you had a bad day, but you've given me 19 good ones. So, you know, let's you know, I, I trust you guys to make it right. I hope that's the message you gave them, because you know, as much mm -hmm. as the, the club have earned our right for trust. I think the players have earned Arteta's trust, and you know I would hope that the message was something similar, and that they'll go, they'll sit there going, you know what, we love the guy we're playing for, we love our fan base, we love the position we're in. I'm itching to make this right against Brentford. You know, I'm really hoping that that's it, not this sort of sunken feeling of they watch City lose and Granit Xhaka, Bakaya Saka, whoever's sitting there at home going, oh, what a missed opportunity. No, I think that should be taken as brilliant. We got away with one a little bit. And I know that it is a missed opportunity, but it's glass half full, half empty. Look at the positives. You got away with one. That lead is intact. The only thing that's changed, there's one game less for Man City yeah. to make it right. Yes, yes. yes. Jordan, I think you, you're I, gonna I, come I, in because your hands been up. Yeah, I was I was I watched them Robbie's um player ratings after the match, and he gave Mikel Arteta, I think it was a four. Of 10, and I think it's one of the rare occasions where actually the manager deserves an eight out of 10, even though the team lost and the players all got fives and sixes. Because I don't know what Arteta got wrong. Did he get wrong? He picked the well, right team for me, he made the right subs. The subs didn't work out, but he made the right subs, if that makes sense. Tactically, I think we did what we needed to what he wanted them to do. We just come against a team that was a bit more hardworking, a bit faster, a bit more up for it. And all right, yeah, you may argue that's his job to get us up for it. But I didn't see a managerial, a, a manager with a poor performance on the day that made errors. I think Mikel Arteta comes out of that game not that dented, if, if, if you get what I mean. No, I so I there is there is more I'd like to see from Arteta personally for me. And that's, and it's very easy to sit here hindsight's 2020 i've said that a few times in recent weeks and go oh we should have done this we should have done that blah blah but i, w I do want to see him if for 70 65 70 minutes of a game we haven't really done enough in the final third to play through everton i'd like to see him approach that a different way now for example whether it was trossard or martinelli they were really wide and zinchenko comes in field as we know he does and Xhaka wasn't having any impact in that final third can you not shake that up by bringing zinchenko into Xhaka's position so that he's maybe getting into a more creative role. We know that he's probably naturally more creative than Xhaka anyway. Um, you get Xhaka off, you bring on Kieran Tierney, and you give yeah. that winger an overlap. You give them someone exactly. who could just... Because they're getting Brilliant doubled point, up John. so often. Just let them take him away, and then at least it's a one-on-one -on -one battle. I felt we could have done a little bit just to... It was so condensed in the middle, pull it wide, do something else, stretch the... You know, and I understand it's worked so well. And after we beat Man United, everyone kept saying... Um, how brilliant is it, Arsenal? They believe in their principles and they kept going and they kept going and they found a way. I get that. But with Man United, we were having chances. We were putting them under supreme pressure. With Everton, we weren't. And I think you should have recognised that he needed to do a little bit something else to try and penetrate. Brilliant yeah, point. Go on. Brilliant yeah, point. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not sure I fully agree. I just think this is an example of where... <laughs> you, you, you could be right, James. That, that maybe is a tactic that he could have employed that could have worked. So you could, you, you could be right. But we could have, we might have got an, a goal by, as you mentioned, sticking to our principles and doing what we always do. 
there was nothing glaringly wrong that Mikel Arteta did. Could he have done something different in hindsight? Yeah, he could have. He could have. But this is hindsight. This is hindsight for me. Well, I think at the time of the game, I wasn't watching the game thinking Arteta's <clears throat> doing something drastically wrong. Like, like I said, I thought he made the right subs. They had no impact. I thought the shape, the setup was all fine. I think the players let him down. There'll be games where it's the opposite. There'll be games where Mikel Arteta's lineup is wrong. Subs are wrong. But Arteta, Arteta, Inketia wins it in the 90th minute. And we give him an 8 out of 10, and Mikel gets a 4 out of 10. This, for me, was the other way around. I think the manager did his job. The players didn't do theirs. So I kind of get what you mean. I'm I'm with James on this one. I I felt that that game yesterday, I I felt we were sussed out. I think what they'd done was that they doubled up. And I'll give them their credit, Everton. And the work rate of uh, McNeil and Iwobi was was incredible because they doubled up on our two, two players every single time. And it happened time and time again. And we tried to move it across. When we moved it across, they got that double up on that. What you needed to do, I just think, even when you was 1-0 down, he'd he, he done exactly like-for-like like substitutions. And I get that you want to keep the same thing on all that, but sometimes, you know what I mean, you have to change it a little bit. I felt, you know, and it is hindsight looking back on it, how, and I'm thinking, well, how did you stop these play, these wingers and this two, two and two. And for me, it was either get Shinchenko going out, instead of coming inside, going out on the on the, on the the overlap. And that will, would take away a Wobi and then give Martinelli a one-on-one situation instead of a two against one. The same with Saka. Ben White has been getting overlap, overlapping, overlapping, overlapping all the time and giving Saka that chance to, to, to come inside and do his stuff. He wasn't doing it in, in that game. Now, it could be the fact is that Everton forced us to do that. I don't know. But I just feel there was just like for like, on come Trossard, on come uh, Janino. And, and there isn't really, you know, Janino party. We lost the physical, we was losing the physicality battle in there anyway. And, you know what I mean? We wasn't going to win it with, with him in there. And the other thing I've got to say is that you could see, uh, that we were saying all in the stands, there was a game plan of hitting it long, hitting the back post, hitting the back post on corners all the time, like, yeah. you know. And we, you know, we take off one of our bigger players for it. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I'm not criticising Mikel's performance as a manager as well. I didn't think he was that bad, but, you know, it, it, sometimes, you know, it just looked like a game. I don't know if it come across on TV. You can ask a different question. Now we wouldn't have scored. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He could have asked just a different question, approaching a slightly different way. Where, where I agree with Jordan is that I actually think, yeah, when I look back and how I felt at the very end of that game and through, you know, the difficult last 20 minutes or so, I wasn't thinking, oh, Arteta, do this or do that. My frustration was towards the players. I mean, that moment where it came to Xhaka and he's on the edge of the penalty area, practically no one in front of him, and he rolls it to Trossard. Hit the damn thing. Ask a yeah. question of Pickford. Do something. You know, even his runs to the back post. I'm not going at Xhaka here, but, you know, where his runs to the back post gone? You know, he's a big guy. Maybe that, you know, that whipping to the back post, see if he can do something. Just ask a different question. Put some pressure. Stick it on him. And we didn't do that enough. And I was looking at the players more for that than, oh, Arteta, you yeah. should be doing this. Or this system's never going to work against that. It was more the players not delivering. Sorry, Sheroy, we've been talking, I know you've been waiting to come in for a while there. No, no, not at all. I mean, look, we can we can sit here and analyse this for, for for a lot longer. But my immediate thought after that game was, we got done. We, yeah. we, we got we got we got done. We got done today. We were second best, the better team won. That is yeah. over. Yeah. move on. That's that. That's the league. You know, that's the league. And I, I don't want to read too much into it. And yeah. looking at the subs, I mean, the subs. To be honest, 
I think it was the Newcastle game when we needed a goal and he didn't bring Vieira on. And everyone was saying, well, that's, you know, why didn't you bring Vieira on? You could have tried something different. Here we need a goal. We do bring Vieira on. That's not the sub that people want. I mean, it is a, it's a difficult situation as a manager, isn't it? Because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. He, I'm with Jordan on this one. I just think he, he did what he could. The players weren't good enough. Better team won. Move on. What do we yeah. make of uh, Jorginho's cameo? Because some people gave him a lot of heat online. Other people came in to say, hold on, he wasn't that bad. And I sit somewhere in the middle. There was a nice little spin in a tight area where I think he showed exactly what he's about. He can, you know, he's got close control and he can find a pass or whatever. But I think you also saw where we lacked that physicality when Partey came off. So did we kind of see, I wouldn't say the best and worst, but we kind of just got in a bit of a nutshell what Jack, he might get. James, I say it again, like, you know what I mean? People just want to have a go at certain players, like, you know what I mean? Parse was struggling in a game like that. Yeah. To be honest. Parse was struggling in that game. Yeah. Jorginho struggles, you know, one, you're coming in to make your debut. Two, you're coming into a, a, a difficult situation, you know, with 20 minutes to go or whatever. You've got to get into the game, which was... And they were. I, I thought their midfield three were absolutely brilliant on the yeah, day. They they, you know, so I, I, don't, I, I don't see how people can say, all oh, right, Janino is going to come on and, and, and do exceptionally well in, in, in that sort of game. That was a game when you want Janino coming on with 20 minutes to go and you're 2-0 up or something like that. It was a very, very harsh to... To judge him on that, I will say this though: I thought Vieira done okay when he came. Yeah, on. Yeah, I like his cameo. But but listen, uh, at the end of it, you, you've got Ulegaard's party and Shaka uh, have been ripping every single midfield up this season. Let's be honest; they have been doing it. They couldn't do it in this one there, and then you expect Janino to Jorginho to come on and do it. No, I'm sorry. You know the criticism of. Uh, of players at the time, which really is a frustrating thing for me, is because at the end of the day, yes, we had a bad game, yes, we done all that, but don't at the end of the day, yeah, feel a bit bad about it. Off bloody shot, but don't start blaming the manager, don't start blaming the players. It's a one-off sort of situation, and and you know, and to try, you know, Jorginho now is an Arsenal player. That's it for me. Yeah, I think I think I think you're rightly. I think people saw him as an easy target to pick on. Well, listen, when yeah. he came on, I don't think he was good. He gave the ball away three or four times, and if there's one thing, one thing I need Jorginho to do in an Arsenal shirt is keep the ball, and he didn't mm-hmm. do that. He wasn't good. However, he's come into a game where we're not talking two or three players are playing poorly. He's come into a game where. There's Everyone. one or two playing good. <laughs> so yeah. that, 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 that can't be easy. So I, I was disappointed in his debut. I caveat it with the fact that nobody played well. So for him to come on and play well, he would have had to have done something amazing. I don't want anything amazing from him. I just want him to be solid and dependable and reliable. And, and, and he wasn't that, but nobody was. So I, I, I don't think he was good. But there'll be games where I'm, I'm adamant there'll be games who'll come on and he'll win us games. Even if we're winning, yeah. but by keeping the ball and controlling the midfield, we'll win the game. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about Gino at all. That's there the least of our problems. There were loads of underhit passes through the game, especially in the first. The half, passing, yeah. sorry, James, the passing was awful from Arsenal. Yeah. Our <laughs> passing was absolutely dog. It was rubbish from yeah. from the first to the last minute. I don't know what happened to our passing. It was so bad. That so nice bad. dry dry pitch, long grass. <laughs> Soily, scruffy, but I, I tweeted about ten minutes into the game. I said the pitch looks awful. Look, I'm not making excuses here, but it's just an observation. Credit to credit to Everton and Dyche if that was part of the plan. Um, 
because I mean, I mean, Arsenal's passing was sloppy anyway. I, it was the under hitting. It wasn't just bobbly and bad touches. It was actually we weren't picking enough pace on it. You know, I don't know how much a pitch impacts that. But I, I they was watering the pitch at half time. I'll be honest. They were. Did they? Yeah, they, we, we, it was being watered at half time. Okay, fair enough to them. Maybe maybe they realise. Oh no, we've left it off for two weeks. Only only at their end though. Was that, is that true? Was it only there? No, 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 I was going to say. <laughs> Can I um, one, one observation before you move on, James. Yeah, I've we, we were waxing lyrical actually on the last pod about the um the noise the Etihad from the Arsenal fan base. I couldn't hear anyone TV. I don't know what it was like being there, but I couldn't hear any Arsenal songs on TV. And there's been there's been a handful or two of games that I've seen on television where the Arsenal fan base are audible. It's just it's just clear. I couldn't hear the Arsenal fans at any it, point during the game. I'm going to say that in in our defence at Everton, if you've ever been there, they, they put you on one one bottom tier and one top tier. It's very very difficult to to get into any sort of cohesion of of okay, uh, okay. noise and all that. Like so, it's clever how they do that. They break it all up. I will say <laughs> one thing about which which disappoints me a little bit, and I'm not having a go at the Arsenal fans when I say this. You know, I mean, it's it's you know some of the guys that you know are for getting up in the morning, are five or whatever, like you know, but when Five minutes from the end, there was loads leaving, like, you know, and I felt, you know, come on, we've been on a great run, poor performance, you know, um, stick with it, you know, um, and but we didn't, you know. So, listen, not criticising the fans, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a tough, tough ask for us. So, yeah, a little bit like, you know, I mean, I was a little bit disappointed with that. Like, like, like I was disappointed with everything, you know what I mean? Like, uh, listen, the players let, 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 let themselves down on the day. The fans also a little bit at the end of the day, but listen, we can all be forgiven, um, players and fans. It was just a bad, bad, bad day. And I am going to say something now. I do think there's a little bit thing in this uh, morning kickoff, like long, long way up north and all that. Like not for the players because they're in the hotel and that, but the fans. It, you know that morning game is not a nice thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you you're travelling. As soon as you get there. You got to go into the ground, you know, unless you got early. It's 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 not it's not not nice. It's not nice. Um, one uh, interesting observation I saw on Twitter is basically around missing Gabriel Jesus. Now on this pod, we dedicated a lot of time, only maybe two or three pods ago, uh, to giving Inketi the credit he absolutely deserves. Um, he had some nice moments in the game. Probably didn't do enough, but who did? Um, but someone was linking to Martinelli's performances not being what they were pre-World Cup to the absence of Jesus. I think you might have made that point as well, Sheroy, or someone did. Did Was it you, Jordan? Yeah, it was Jordan. Sorry. Well, yeah, well, the, the camera didn't lag then, can I say? It was. It made sure to let me know that... <laughs> it was like, come on and um, so Fair enough. So whoever made that point on Twitter must be watching the podcast. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, do we, I mean... Are we worrying a little bit about Martinelli's performance? I know there's nice depth there and there's Jesus to come, but I don't know. Anyone else? Can I just can I just go first very quickly? Um, because I was very critical of him against Manchester United, I think it was. I thought he was awful against Man United. And I was going to single him out. If you hadn't have flagged him on this pod, James, I wouldn't have. Um, but I wanted to, but then I thought. He wasn't the only one that was poor. So I thought it might be unfair to single him out um, when everybody I thought was poor. But he wasn't good. He wasn't good against Everton again. And I'm not worried about him. Your question is, are we worried about him? No, I'm not worried about him. 
But I think when we praise him for the great performances we got from him pre-World Cup, we have to be balanced and say when he's rubbish. And I thought he was rubbish against Everton. And I thought he was even worse against United. So worried, no. But he, he, he hasn't been good post-World Cup. If I'm to offer what would be like construct, because I, I don't want to be critical. I think Robbie's title of his uh, player ratings was, um, I, you know, I find out I, I need to be critical, but I find it hard to be something like that. And I, I kind of feel that I feel I don't feel right coming on this podcast. I mean, critical of the no. players. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, no, no. I heard him say that as well. Yeah. When you're doing player ratings for the players on that day, you don't factor in what they did last week or last month. You judge no. them on that 90 minutes. Judge him on the game. Exactly right, Joel. Yes, yes. I, I hear Judge them on the game. The point, fine, but the point I'm going to make is um, my thing with Martinelli, while he would never and should never listen to me because what the hell do I know? Uh, but my feeling watching him is, you know, Saka didn't have his best game, but I was rarely irritated by, like, the decision Saka made, if that makes sense. I was rarely thinking, why did you try that? Or why did you do that? With Martinelli, I think there's a little bit of a, you know, oh, you've gone down a blind alley again and you've not you've not come out of it. Or, OK, you passed it, but it should have the pass should have gone through two, three touches sooner than it did. And there's little moments like that where I think he's so brilliant and talented and I love him to bits. And he, he actually, I think, is one of the most talented and has as much potential as anyone in that squad. I love him. I'm delighted he signed on. But I just think the decision making... It's just got a bit erratic and it's just got a little bit, I'm trying too much. And with Saka, while he didn't have a great game, at least I, whether it came off or not, there was a decisiveness in what he was trying to do. It does, does anyone else feel that way? Or am I just, am I being too harsh? I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you're talking about a 21-year-old who's been massive for us and maybe I'm going too far with it. But... Let Sheroy go first and then I'll come in. Go on, well, I mean, the, the only thing, I know it's a, a pretty obvious observation, right? But Saka tends to have the, the, the same partner on his flank. And that, and that element of chemistry is huge. Martinelli doesn't always finish games now that Trossard's here. Sometimes he has Zinchenko there, who's an unconventional left-back. Sometimes right. it's Tierney there. and, and I, But I do agree that Gabriel Jesus does actually have an impact, not just on Martinelli's sort of prolific performances at, at the early starts of the season, but, all, but also on Saka's to an extent. Gabriel Jesus is an electric proven winner. There's, there's no two ways about it. And that's going to... That's going to impact any front line. But what I would, I, I do agree with you to an extent, James. I do think there is an element of we know that your strength is typically beating a man and, and you've got a lot of pace and you're very direct. And in fact, that may well be the manager's instructions when you've got the ball run because you're good at it. But if it's quite clear that you are being doubled up successfully for a, for a considerable amount of time, I do want to see that in game intelligence and that in game management to understand that you may need to try something differently. But for him to be able to do something differently, someone's got a show for it. And, and Xhaka does have to make those slightly later runs into the box or whatever it is, right? And Eddie might just have to drop that little bit deeper. So he can't he can't do that himself if he's being double-teamed. Someone has to show for it. You have to make use of the space that's generated when you're being double-teamed, right? And I don't think he was helped out as much as he could have been in that yeah. particular game. Yeah, Lee? I've watched him for a couple of times now, and I want you also, guys, to watch it as well. I'm getting a little bit frustrated with Gabriel. He gets the ball, he looks at him very, very early, puts his foot on it, comes back, then gets the ball back and then plays him when he's tight. He doesn't give the ball to him as early as, say, Saliba does for Saka. Watch it. There's four or five times on on Sunday, uh, Saturday 
He's got the ball. He's looking at him. Just play it to him. And he's, he's in a little bit of space, but he doesn't. He holds on to it, has another little look, and then he might play it in there and it, he gets shut down. They, he does not get the ball early enough from Gabriel. And I'm not having a criticism from Gabriel. It might be something that they play on. I don't know. I, it just frustrates me a little bit. I watched it on Saturday because I've been curious why he's not been playing as well as as he should be. Like. And, and I just see that little bit. And I just want you to watch it over the next few games. You, you'll see Gabriel. You look at him. He put his foot on the ball. And he might play it into Shaka. He get it back, and then he play it to him, like you know. But I just think at the end of the day, if you've got two against one, what's the first thing you got to do? You've got to get it out there early so that he can. They're, they're not quite set. Every time he gets the ball, they're set, and I think that's because Gabriel is not not giving it early enough. That, that's yeah, fair enough. It could well be that. I'll uh, I'll have a I'll have a watch for that because there's definitely something about Martinelli that. I don't think it's confidence. He's he's trying things. He's and he's brave. I like that. He's a brave player. Mm. You know, he's got a lot of headed goals. He puts his head on things. He presses. He works hard. That never leaves him. And I love that. Um, and he always wants to take on a man and make things happen. And I love him to bits. But I just, yeah, I've just felt in the last few games. But yeah, then look, sometimes it works, right? Because against Man City, he had the ball out wide in the FA Cup game. Mm. And he's one on one against Walker. And in my head, I was thinking, don't even bother. And then he made his way around him and nearly, nearly mm. created something. So, you know, that's where it's like, maybe just shut your mouth, James, and let them do their thing. But you know, there's an observation. Go on, John. Are we, are we doing another pod before the break? Yeah. Okay. I believe we are, which is why I wanted to um, sort of spend the last 10, 15 of this one talking about City losing to Spurs. Um, I don't know if you've seen Curtis Short's reaction, by the way, to the uh, to the Kane goal. It's absolutely priceless. Um but I think I think we can all understand that sense of, yeah, oh, oh, how do I feel about this? Um, because James, not, know, me. Let's be not me, not me, oh, not me, neither. I celebrated me, it. I, I celebrated it. <laughs> I get it. I, I what it. you say? I never celebrated it. I would never. I, don't, I didn't even watch the game. I was celebrating. Well, there you go. It. I'm sorry. There I you go. I cannot be having them winning games of football. I don't want them to. I didn't want them to win it. They've done they us a massive favour, Lee. Yeah, well, if you know, what I mean, like, um, I'm not saying I want them to win today, um, Tottenham. I didn't want. So, sorry, I'll say that again. I didn't want. Didn't say I wanted them to lose, but I didn't want them to win. I'd have been happy with a draw. Oh, I'm, over the moon. I'm over the moon, though. I think psychologically that's massive. Psychologically that is massive. I agree. To... I agree. I'll tell you what, though. I, I didn't watch it. I, I, I was watching, following it because I was travelling home, uh, following it on your Scott. It didn't seem to me that um, it was a, you know Spurs won, but it, they was all saying on what I was reading, it was more of a poor performance from Villa, uh, from uh, City. Yeah, yeah, City were poor. City were poor. I think that I, you know what Who it cares? is. Right? It's um, it, it's a you lot. Can't see the goal now. If you was watching that game, you just got to go. Yes, surely. You don't you're not jumping up and down? Come on, you know. No, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't take my top off and swing it round in the air. No. But I, I don't. Know, little... did, you know what I mean? Probably took his underpants off as well, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know? What, what underpants? <laughs> Revealing the cockerel. Like, that's all I'm saying, like you know what I mean. The little cockerel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! That's the problem with these late night recordings. Yeah, yeah. People who are watching this at eight AM or whatever it comes out, uh, not knowing yeah, recorded it at eleven. For for, 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 for 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 me, it's I've said I've said before, 
it might be because I didn't grow up in North London. I didn't grow up around Arsenal or Seven Sisters mm. or Islington or Edmonton. So I just don't have the same. Look, I don't like Spurs. They're clearly our local rivals. I want them to win nothing. I don't, I don't. I want them to win zero. But I don't have that same visceral hatred of Spurs in the way that I dislike Chelsea. Even United. I dislike United and Chelsea more than Spurs. But for me, no, I wasn't celebrating, you know, top, you know, top round the head. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. But I was happy. I was very, very happy. And I was very visibly happy as well because I think Sheroy nailed it. And I'll let you finish your point in a second, Sheroy. But I think only is it great for us because that now means that Saturday, poof, didn't happen. Saturday didn't happen. What game? What defeat? It didn't happen. But I think more important than that, more important than the boost that it gives us is the dent and the harm I think it does to Manchester City. Everyone's been saying, oh, what out for City? They can go on a 12-game run. They can go on a 15-game run. And I'm like, yeah, they have done it before. But this run's got to start at some point. It's got to start at some point. And every week that goes by, they're missing out on a week. Missing out on a week. So for me, the damage it will do Manchester City, for me, was the real reason why I celebrated. Because I'm thinking, if I'm Man City... At some point, they didn't just they didn't just lose one nil, and they hit the post. They hit the bar. They were unlucky. They were crap. They were crap. And I think the performance would be more concerning than the loss. So for me, I celebrated the goal not because I like Spurs. I don't have a problem celebrating a got a Spurs goal if it means my team benefits. But the bigger issue, I'll hand to you, Rob. The bigger issue is Man City and what it does to them, not what it does to us. Exactly what you just said. Listen to Carl Walker. You couldn't get much from Pep Guardiola after the match, if I'm being honest. But Carl Walker said exactly what you just said. Look, we I've been in this dressing room for six years. I know we're capable of going on this winning run. We can go on a run until the end of the season now. But but we do need to do it. And, yeah. and he said that I think he's getting concerned and the dressing room are getting concerned that they're sitting there talking about the potential for them to go on these these runs that they've historically gone on. But if there was ever a week to start that run, mate, it's when Arsenal have just dropped points unexpectedly about, what, a week and a half before you play them. This was the time and you didn't do it. Not only did you not do it, but you had a Tottenham team looking at it on paper. Tottenham fans didn't want Emerson Royale starting that game. He looked like a Ballon d'Or winner tonight. They made him look brilliant. Yeah, they I mean, and, and if you're if you're looking at the City teams that used to go on those runs, who, who were crucial players in those teams? One, Kevin De Bruyne. Where was he tonight? There's something wrong there. Kevin De Bruyne is not playing. Exactly. Kevin uh, De Bruyne is not put on the bench for a must-win Manchester City game. End of. Gundogan, leader. Look at how he changed the course of last season. On the bench. Jao Cancelo has been turfed. Jesus is gone. Zinchenko's gone. Sterling's gone. This is not the same team that went on those runs. I'm not having it. We dropped points to Everton, but so did they. They got dumped out of a cup by Southampton. They went 1-0 up against Manchester United and they lost that 2-1 as well. And they've now gone and lost to Tottenham. And this is the team that is notorious for hunting people down and they've got a prolific goal scorer up there. They're still not doing it. Something's not right there. And that's why I say this is massive psychologically. And that's why I say I'm actually wary of the fact that Manchester United are only three points behind them because I think their trajectory is going that way. And it looks like, I might be jumping the gun, it looks like City might just be going that way. Well, United played... Sorry, go on, Lee, go, on, Lee, go on. No, I was just saying I'm doing a Jordan here because I'm going to blag my way because I didn't watch the game. Like, I haven't even seen the highlights. <laughs> so, uh, Doesn't it feel yeah, good, Lee? Doesn't it feel good? Yeah, 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 yeah
I, I, I've only seen quotes, but when, when your manager is complaining about travelling to a game of football, yeah. there's something not right. Were there. they real quotes? Apparently so. Like, it's like <laughs> you know, uh, for it's a it's a nightmare to get to London and all that. Like, you know? oh, um, because your what one hundred million pound squad. You know what I mean? Like, oh. They obviously come down by coach because I don't know why he's saying that because they couldn't, you know, you can get the first class train up there, um, which is what Arsenal do, you know what I mean? But when it's a midweek game, they can't do that. So, um, um, because there's no trains. But So I don't know what, what Arsenal do when they're up in Manchester. Do they um, um, stay over the night and get the first front train back in the morning? I don't know what they do, but that's the way it is. But when they're saying that and... and it's it's right what Sharoy says. There, there's problems at Manchester City. There's problems around. You know, there's unsettledness there, like you know. And this is where you've got to capitalise on that, like you know. I heard a couple of Liverpool fans saying on Twitter, like you know, oh, why couldn't they have had this meltdown when we was playing there? Well, the reason they probably haven't had this time is because they've been. It's it's a cycle, isn't it? They're just coming to an end. I think, like you know, they, they needed to change a few things and all that, like you know. But this is a perfect opportunity for Arsenal. To, 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 to go on and win this league now because it isn't the same Manchester City I'm watching. Um, as I say, I haven't seen the game. I, I'll have a little look at the, the highlights in a moment. like. But, you know, this is also, I have to say this. I've got, I've, I've got a good link for highlights if you need it. If you need okay, it, thank um, you very much. I'll, I'll take you up on that. Like, you know what I mean? like, but apparently, I, and I don't know if this is true, but it's five times they've played at Tottenham's ground five um, times no, they've lost and they've not scored. Not, not, not a goal, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. You know what I mean? It this is, is this this is. is not Barcelona they're playing. This is this is Tottenham. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's surely there, there's there's frailties in this Manchester City team. There is frailties, and we've got to expose them when they come down to us at can the I, Emirates. Got to. Can I, can I just echo both point. of your. No, go on, John. Just brief, sorry, James. I just want to echo something isn't right at Manchester City. And you mentioned Lee, the Liverpool fans saying, oh, why can they implode when uh, we were chasing them? It feels to me like Man City are going through a, 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 re, a rebirth of, of a new cycle. My first hot take of the season, I think De Bruyne leaves in the summer. I think they sell De Bruyne this summer. Something's not right there. And I think Pep Guardiola is doing what Liverpool should have done two years ago. And I think he's getting out those players now that have won lots, but are coming to the end of their hunger cycle. Mm. They've reached the mountain and they're still quality, but the hunger to, to really achieve isn't quite there. Kevin De Bruyne is my favourite player in world football. I love him. But I wonder if Pep Guardiola saw the quotes from De Bruyne at the World Cup, where he was very, very vocal about the Belgium team being old and poor, and maybe thought, you might, you might be getting a little bit too big for your boots. You're a bad boy and you're my guy. It's not about ability with Pep. It's about the attitude. And I just wonder if he's seeing Cancelo, Zinchenko, Sterling, um, uh, who else left? Jesus. A slight attitude change, a slight dip in hunger. Now he's refreshing that team. And he, he might decide, look, I'm prepared to sacrifice one season without the Premier League title to rebuild for the following season. Second of all, I think in regards to Troy's point about being concerned about United, I'm not because United have about nine games in the next three and a half weeks. They've got Casemiro out for the next three games. I'm still concerned. I say concerned. I would be concerned if I was a United fan about where the goals come from when it's not Rashford. I think they will they will peak very, very soon. So I'm not worried about United, even though right now they look quite good. But United play twice before, you, before City play again. So United could be above Manchester City 
in second before City kick another ball. So that threat is there in the in the rear in the rear mirror. I accept, but I just don't see United being able to go onto a run to catch us and eat into our points to to be able to really really hurt us. So City, they, City they somebody's not right there. They've played us twice and they've played City twice, whereas we have exactly. to play each other twice, right? So that they could be sitting there knowing that us and Man City are going to drop points at some point because we play each other no, twice. No, but, 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 but if I'm United, I want to play Arsenal and City again. Do you know what I mean? I'd want to, do you know what I mean? I'd want to play them again. So the fact that they played City and Arsenal twice already, I think is a bad thing for them. Do you know what I mean? Because if City beat oh, us, then City go ahead. If Arsenal beat City, Arsenal go further ahead. If we draw, nah, you want to be able to double points, get three points from Arsenal, and they'd obviously lose three points. Do you know what I mean? So I, I take your point about United looking good. I, I'm not sure. Let's talk in a month's time when we come through this fixture congestion. Trajectory. Trajectory is such a massive thing, isn't it? Because I'm just thinking of some of the games United still have. Because you're right, Sheroy. You know, the fact that we dropped points and they won that made me start to look at their position in the table again. And once we beat them, I thought, brilliant, don't have to worry about that anymore. But I started looking again. So I was looking at their fixtures. They do have trips to somewhere like, you know, they've got to go to Tottenham, they've got to go to Liverpool, they've got to go to West Ham. But you know what's funny is, actually no one wants that trip to West Ham now because they've just started to turn a corner mm. a little bit. No one wants that trip to Tottenham because post-January Tottenham, again, I saw someone say on Twitter, it's a it's a thing, they seem to wake up for some reason. Um you know, Newcastle they've got to go to. So they're going to have their fair share of tough games. And because they're still really battling on all fronts, I know what you mean. They're just far enough that I I can see the fact that ultimately Arsenal and City, nothing changed bar an extra game played this weekend and ultimately the position stayed the same. I can kind of see this weekend as a bit of a positive. And you know what's so funny? That's where, and I'm not, anyone watching this podcast, I'm very aware we lost the game and played badly. So maybe I should be much more worried. But I'm trying to give the, the players... And the team, the club, the benefit of the doubt. If you were to kind of say, well, which was going to be, like, which would do more of a favour to Arsenal? Arsenal winning, and then Man City going to Tottenham and winning. Or Arsenal losing, and then Man City failing to take that opportunity and losing as well. Like, I think coming out this week, going to bed tonight, the Arsenal players are more gearing to go for the next game than the City players. We're like, oh, that was our chop because their record is 16-2-2 in 20 games and they've dropped points for only the fourth time this season. And we haven't taken advantage on a City, on a Liverpool side, sorry, Spurs side. They've lost four of their last five home games, I think. What's the villa? You've hosted this podcast now, I think three episodes, and that is the best question you've asked by a country mile. It's a really good question. <laughs> would you rather we win and they win, or we lose and they lose? I would rather, this sounds really perverse, I would rather what's happened. Let me tell you why. Because I think Arsenal can say to themselves, look, we were due a defeat, it's a one-off, we've been great all season. Whereas City losing, it's not a one-off. It's part of a wider, something's not quite right here sort of thing. Whereas if we both win, okay, we're still we're, we're, we're where we are. But I think we learn more now than we would have if we both had won. But if we, Brentford, if we lose to Brentford, if we lose to Brentford, then the it's... Oh. That's the point. That's <laughs> different question, isn't it? That's a different That's the question. Yeah. The, the, other, the other thing we may see is they've lost four games now. This is yeah. a team that's, that went, you know, lost no, five, one game. Isn't it? 
Isn't it five? Four in the league. I mean, Brentford have lost four in the league. They've lost the same amount of games in the league as Brentford, right? And and just for context, Newcastle have only lost one. So that, that yeah, is, Newcastle, yeah. Ten that, draws. That, that, exactly. That is not the Manchester City side that we all know. I think the timing yeah. of the Everton defeat um, was maybe a blessing in disguise for us. Because yeah. if, you, if you want, if you are going to take a loss like that, you, you kind of want it to be just after the halfway mark where you want to stamp out any hint of complacency and you want a very, very early reminder of the fact that this league is not done. Not that we should need that reminder, but if we did, we got it and yeah. we got it in a good time. It didn't you cost kick us out the Jackson, is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. It didn't cost us in the table. And we got that, we got that kick up the backside before City come to us. And that's the big one, you know. So if, if you're going to take a loss, this is the time to do it. Yeah. And, and to answer my own question, I think the answer, the answer for me is I personally would rather both had won because I don't want to play with fire. I don't want to, you know, it, 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 uh, tempt fate. And, and actually, you know, if Arsenal keep winning, for me, that's just a good thing. Keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. Um, but I'm just trying to look. The, the result is done. I can't do anything to change that. So I've got to look at the positives. The club have earned that. Have earned our positivity. They've earned our, you know, wanting to look at it in a more positive way. Okay, well, what can we take out this weekend? And I take from it actually, that's a pretty damaging one for City. Like we, like the only thing worse is that we won and they lost. That'd have been like, but there's something. There's almost something more gut wrenching about. Ah. Oh, we could have been two points behind them and we go play them soon. We could have been top, forget the game in hand, because that's against Sean Dyche's Everton. And yeah, they've proven they're not easy to play. But it's just that, like, punch in the gut. Are you kidding? That is another opportunity gone. And when everyone's talking about these 13, 15 match winning runs they can go on, and I've been saying that all season, they've only got 17 games left. You know, uh, and the other thing is, James Arsenal can go on that sort of run as well because we've just done we it, have. so we, we, we've proved it. I, I, do you know what? Uh, Saturday is going to be a very, very interesting game, and I'll tell you why it's going to be very interesting because we have a game on the Wednesday, and I feel that he, his team selection is going to be very, very interesting on Saturday. Does, does he leave out a couple of players wrestling right. for that He'll game, or, or, or does he not? Well, listen, yeah. Parse can't last two games. Well, so there's a there's a there's a you know so this could be the, the time when Jorginho earns his ten million pound price tag like in one game because if he comes in and plays really well I think it's you know I think we've got we've got to go into that game against City as fresh as we can though we can either start start with the main team and then rest players if it goes well I think it's a real this is the game these two games is where Mikel's going to earn his I hear you. We, we, are, we are. I do think we could do another podcast previewing that game. Obviously, because yeah. it's not till you know to, to the end of the week. I think yeah, actually, in a weird way, Sorry. we always talk Sorry. about resting players and squad depth. But in a weird way, we actually the players have been playing once a week. I don't think that's completely ideal. You know, they play, then they then they train, mm. and they don't right keep point. seven days. Then they're back on the pitch. I, I actually think he'd like a run of like three games in eight days. I think he. Yeah. I think he quite oh, like that better. So. I, I think he'll go quite strong for Brentford, but it, it's, it's just it's just interesting, isn't it? How it's all, how it's all played out. It's such a fascinating season. Mm. And, you know, Arsenal, you, you talked about those runs they can go on, Lee. I think we've done now... So the first 10 were 9-0-1. That was the record in the first 10. And now the 10 after are, is... Wait, I'm being thick. Sorry. What, wait, how many have we won? We've won six. Nine, nine, nine zero draw. 
wasn't it? 7-2-1. It must be 7-2-1 is the record in the last 10. Right? It must be. The two draws. Oh, it's in the Everton right. game. Yeah. Lost Drew with... Um, Newcastle. Southampton. Yeah, Drew with... Um, uh, Drew with Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, Southampton, and then lost to Everton. So 7-2-1 is our record in our last 10. So first 10, 9-1, two. The, the point I'm making is, I actually think now... That lightning start from Arsenal, I don't know if we'll replicate that this season again. Like, basically win nine of the next don't ten. don't need to. Sorry? We don't need to. Well, well exactly. I think, I think if, hopefully, we continue good form, it will look like more seven twos and ones, six threes and ones, something like that. But that, I think, would be enough to get over the line with the way City are playing and the gap we've got. So, Arsenal kind of don't, I, I don't know. Listen, they need to basically need to go back and win. I'm doing all sorts of mental gymnastics right now because it's late and I want us to win the league. But win, win the next two games and we win. The yeah, title. we reviewed him and when we're playing them, like you know. Just saying. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think we'll leave it there unless anyone's got any final thoughts. Um, comments of the week. Oh yes, comments of the week. Sure, do you want to kick us off? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Jordan's got his book, yeah. No, 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 no. You go, sorry. You go, you go, you go, you go. All right. One, one sentimental one that I thought was really nice. Uh, love Turkish, sending love and prayers to you and your family. May you have the strength and the courage to go through this difficult period. We are with you. Love for the love. It's one family and it's the Guna family. I thought that was great from Rahil Durrani yeah. 2825. And one that, one that put a smile on my face was, um, this is from Meteb 1100. I think this is Shroy's third appearance this season. Only another 12, and he will match the number of different ways that Lee has pronounced Caicedo. <laughs> I have to say, I've been this close to pulling you up on Janino. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I let him have it. What is it? Jorginho? 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 talking about some former... Jorginho. Yeah. Yes, Jorginho, not Jorginho. Caicedo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get I'll right, get your yeah. name right though, James. Twets. There you go. Like, there, I get that wrong. Yeah, time, like, like, yeah like, you yeah. nail it all the time. You never get that. I nail it every single time. <laughs> yeah. On that note, can I go next? Because this is quite good. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is from Gareth Payne. I've got his name right this time. Leads next conversation with Edo. Ed, Edo. Edo. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm clip joking. That, clip that, clip that, clip that. I've got a few players for you this summer. Martin Sutherfield, Marion Sutherfield, Marlene Sutherland. Great prospects. Turkish, love for you and uh, care to your family, my friend. Like now, Obviously, I've got that Marion, Martin, and because well, I didn't have my glasses on, so I thought <laughs> Yeah, fair point. Go on, you're up, Jordan. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think this was Turkish week, Sean. I want to just also echo um, that, that the love for Turkish in the comments yeah. was really nice to see. Um, and yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with this. But as I think Sharoy said so eloquently last week, when you lose someone that's close to you, the, 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 the support and the love and the comments from people you don't even know sometimes um, can, can mean a lot. So I, I, I love to see all the comments. Towards Turkish. Um, the one that I picked out was from Rich. And he's got here. I had a bet with the missus that Jordan wouldn't say the Swiss captain's name. 
after the Man United game uh, as promised. But I got a free Chinese meal out of it. Um, at least he's consistent. Love you all and hard work you guys will put in. Um, so I, you know, got a free Chinese out of it. Uh, Rich, you're welcome, mate. You're welcome. <laughs> I got something along similar lines. Funnily enough, though, this wasn't in the comment section of this video. This was a super chat during a live on AFTV. And I thought, you know what? I'm submitting it. Um, because Yasavi, he says, very interested to see Jordan's reaction to Jorginho. This is obviously before everyone had heard what you felt about the signing. He said, imagine having two midfielders who you can't name. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one. I like yeah. that one. Clever. Well done, everyone. Way. Some fantastic comments this week. We know that it's been a disappointing weekend in the sense that Arsenal have lost everyone. But, you know, there's positives to take out of the weekend, even if they weren't in the performance. And hopefully Arsenal can learn from it and they've earned our trust. So it's been a fairly positive podcast. We've tried to look at the bigger picture. Um, and I think Come on, Harry Kane. <laughs> Just a reminder of the uh, predictions leaderboard. Uh, Turkish did send in his prediction and he has been in touch. He's seen the comments. He's seen everything and it means the world to him, everyone. So a big thank you for that, as everyone else has mentioned. Uh, Turkish continue leads the way. We all went for Arsenal wins. Sharoy also went for a 3-0 win, um, thinking it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but here you are. Um, all right. We'll leave it there, everybody. Big thanks for watching and listening to the podcast. Everyone who's listening on audio platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it might be, we are on all those platforms. A big thank you. And I should let you know that I cheekily released this uh, show early on the podcast platform. So um, look out for that. Go on Spotify, go on Apple Podcasts, hit the bell, and you might even get it. I mean, this one might be up later tonight and then the rest might not get it till monday morning and if you're watching this then you'll know that yourself so um do do go look out for it maybe you'll listen to it on your commute on your way to work school whatever it is you're doing um so yeah go follow the forever arsenal podcast on podcast platforms many thanks to sharoy to lee and to jordan who's i'm liking this, video i'm like this clapping thing i'm liking this clapping well, thing james I, I like i like that i like that no, no worries. Your video stream is so bad that, as you said, I like this clapping thing. You went like this, and then a really quick sort of clap. <laughs> is, uh, that's sort of, it, it's it, over an hour and five minutes of talking. It didn't I'm get better once, but the audio came through. So our lovely podcast listeners will never know. All right, thank you, everyone. Catch you in the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 